President Duterte says he is willing to fight until the end if it would mean putting an end to insurgency. The Mwanga region facing a security threat from the alleged mastermind of the Sulu blasts. And India surpasses the United States for the highest single-day rise in COVID-19 cases. Good afternoon, I'm Ron Crowe. Zateline Philippines begins right now. The Philippines will fight for peace for now. That declaration from President Rodrigo Duterte following twin attacks in the province of Sulu that left at least 15 people dead. Mr. Duterte says the attacks will only further strengthen the government's resolve to crush lawless elements. During his visit to the town of Olo, Duterte knelt and kissed the ground of the blast site in memory of soldiers and Filipinos who were killed by the blasts. He also vowed to give the military all the support they need to fight terrorism. I will end my speech with an appeal that if we cannot really agree, then we fight. And we fight hard. Hanggang magkaubusana. Maybe by that time, kung ubos na ang lahat, wala ng gera. Sa pagkangayon, hindi ko mapigil ang mga sundalo ko, kasi may mission sila. And the mission is to crush the insurgents. Now, more than ever, our nation needs our armed forces to ensure that these terrorists will never succeed in their pointless goals by choosing to fight for your country here in Sulu you honor the ultimate sacrifice of your fellow soldiers and the countless others who fought before you last week's twin explosions in Hulu were the first public bombing since Duterte signed into law the anti-terror bill no one has claimed responsibility for the attacks, but the military has identified two female suicide bombers. Six members of the Abu Sayyaf's Radulan Sawajan group have surrendered to the Philippine Armed Forces. They're believed to be residents of Panglima Estino, Indanan Parang, and Patikul in Sulu province. The military has intensified its hunt for the members of the local terror group, especially Mundi Sawajan, who is suspected to be the mastermind of last week's bombings in Hulu. Meanwhile, three soldiers were wounded during a clash with the Abu Sayyaf last weekend. One soldier and two militants also died in that encounter. Sulu Governor Abdusakurtan calling for the filling up of vacant posts under the Bangsamoro Autonomous Region of Muslim Mindanao or BARM. Tan believes this will be a big boost in fighting terrorism and avoiding another attack in the region. They have not appointed not a single personnel to any positions, practically all of departments, mm. because they say that uh, by law, these uh, positions will have to be vacated. Mm -hmm. The positions in the different line agencies of government. Up to now, they have not hired or rehired. So how can they govern? Up yes. to now, we have not forbid. COVID has always been a good excuse. Meanwhile, the Sulu governor believes there's no need for a localized martial law after the twin bombings in Hulu. He adds the strict enforcement of COVID-19 protocols will help them identify terror suspects. 
there was no mention about martial law. Because he already knows that martial law wouldn't solve the problem here. I wouldn't think that the uh, president would uh, declare martial law in a, uh, one province like Sulu. We will tighten enforcement of the protocols and guidelines on the COVID-19, in which case we should be able to easily identify individuals. We are already enforcing it, we are implementing whatever protocols and guidelines we have at the moment, in which case we will be preventing the spread of COVID at the same time should be able to identify and distinguish the good from the bad. Sabuanga region is facing a security threat from the alleged mastermind of the blasts in Sulu province. That's according to Zamboanga City Mayor Maria Isabel Klimaku, who is also the chairperson of the Peace and Order Council in the region. Abu Sayyaf bomb expert Mundi Sawajan, the alleged brains behind the August 24 blasts in the Holotown Plaza, has reportedly escaped from Sulu with two Indonesians. Zamboanga authorities have set up checkpoints and will put up photos of Sawajan and his conspirators in an effort to catch them. May banta po dito sa Region 9. Hindi po namin alam exactly kung saan within the region. Pero alerted na rin po ang mga governors natin from Sambuanga del Sur, Sambuanga del Norte, Sibugay. Uh -huh. At uh, meron na pong advisory ang ating Regional Peace and Order Council. The attackers who gunned down nine people in Cotabato last weekend, still unknown. That's according to Rialan Mamon, the spokesperson of the Cotabato Police. An investigation into the incident is ongoing. Mamon says the victims are on their way to the town center on board their motorcycles when they were told to stop and then were subsequently shot dead. So far, wala naman tayong recover ng mga baril dun sa pinangyarihan. They were just, uh, according to the report, dumaan lang sila dun sa area, boarded ng mga motorsiklo at hinarang sila at pinababa at without any apparent reason, yun, yeah, pinagpaparil sila. Words of encouragement and honor pour in for COVID-19 frontliners as the Philippines commemorates National Heroes Day. In his public address, President Rodrigo Duterte paid tribute to frontliners fighting the pandemic in the country and abroad. I hope that the bravery of our Filipino heroes, past and present, will inspire us all to face and overcome even the most unfavorable situations. The National Task Force Against COVID-19 also recognized other frontliners, such as the military, police, and civil servants. Meanwhile, Vice President Lenny Robredo urged Filipinos to fight for the country if necessary, despite the fear and uncertainty in these trying times. Senator Panfilo Lacson is calling for the immediate passage of the designated survivor bill, seeking to authorize the president to appoint his successor. Lacson says passing the measure will help avert a potential constitutional crisis should the unthinkable happen. Lacson notes recent incidents of terrorism illustrate the need to address the limitations of the 1987 constitution on the line of succession. The senator is worried a constitutional crisis will ensue should all possible successors die in one event. Lacson says he's ready to sponsor and to defend such an important piece of legislation 
at the Senate. The two-week-long general community quarantine, or GCQ, in Metro Manila and nearby provinces set to expire tomorrow, Tuesday. Malacanang is yet to say when President Duterte will announce a new quarantine protocols across the country. Health Secretary Francisco Duque III has said the Philippines could not afford to return to a strict lockdown because of its negative effect on the economy. For San Juan City Mayor Francis Zamora, Metro Manila should remain under GCQ. Hindi dapat biglain o madaliin ang pagbababa ng quarantine status natin. Ang importante ay merong maayos na balanse ang ekonomiya at kalusugan ng mga tao. President Duterte expected to name the new chief of the Philippine Health Insurance Corporation or PhilHealth tonight. That's according to Senator Bongo, who was the president's longtime aide. Presidential spokesperson Harry Roque said the president is looking for someone who can rid PhilHealth of corruption. Duterte recently accepted the resignation of Ricardo Morales as president and CEO of the state health insurance firm. Morales is undergoing chemotherapy after being diagnosed with cancer last February. India records over 78,000 new cases, the highest single-day spike in the world, bringing the country's COVID-19 infections to over 3.5 million. This is also the fourth consecutive day the country reported over 75,000 infections. The country's death tally is currently at 63,498. The spike comes just as India moves to ease its pandemic-induced restrictions nationwide in an effort to revive its economy. The health ministry says its strategy involves testing aggressively, tracking comprehensively, and treating efficiently. Yet doctors say there may be more undetected cases as getting tested for the disease becomes taboo. The virus is now spreading fast in remote areas and experts warn that September could be India's most challenging month yet. The U.S. nears 6 million coronavirus cases. That's nearly a quarter of the planet's total. America, the country's hardest hit by the COVID-19 pandemic, has recorded 5.99 million COVID-19 cases. That's according to the Johns Hopkins University Coronavirus Resource Center. The country's death toll is at more than 183,000. Worldwide, coronavirus infections have soared past the 25 million mark. A million additional cases have been detected worldwide roughly every four days since mid-July. The global death toll is close to 845,000. Without a vaccine or effective treatment available yet, governments have been forced to resort to social distancing and lockdowns to stop the spread of the virus. Thousands gather in Mexico City demanding the resignation of President Andres Manuel López Obrador. Demonstrators were seen wearing face masks and observed physical distancing during the rally. Lopez Obrador is being blamed for Mexico's economic crisis and the medicine shortage. He has also been repeatedly compared to the regime of Venezuela's Chavistas. Lopez Obrador dismisses his critics and calls them, calls them Fifi, the Mexican slang for the elitist, and says they need to spend more time with the poor and in the small town. In Colombia, hundreds of Catholics worship from their vehicles as a Sunday Mass was held in a drive-in theater in Bogota. 
Some attendees knelt on the asphalt during the celebration and the priest went to each vehicle to deliver communion. Colombia has been in quarantine for almost five months now. Religious rituals have been adjusted to curb the spread of the virus. The country has recorded almost 600,000 COVID-19 infections, the ninth highest in the world, and a death tally of over 19,000. Police in Portland, Oregon are asking for any information on the killing of a man amid unrest in the city. The man was fatally shot after supporters of President Donald Trump clashed with left-wing protesters. The victim was not identified, but the right-wing group Patriot Prayer says he was one of its supporters. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler blamed President Trump for the violence, accusing him of creating a toxic environment. Mr. President, why this is the first time in decades that America has seen this level of violence? It's you who have created the hate and the division. It's you who have not found a way to say the names of black people killed by police officers, even as people in law enforcement have. And it's you who claimed that white supremacists are good people. Your campaign of fear is as anti-democratic as anything you've done to create hate and vitriol in our beautiful country. Multi-awarded Filipino broadcast journalist Ed Filon also saying goodbye to ABS-CBN after a 30-year career with the network. For the last time today, Filon will be co-anchoring ABS-CBN's flagship newscast TV patrol and radio show Filon Ngayon sa Teleradio. The closure of ABS-CBN's radio broadcast operations is the reason behind his departure. I fell in love with radio since I was a child. Mahal na mahal ko ang radyo. Alisin niyo na ang lahat sa akin, wag lang ang radyo. Magmula po nung ako'y tinanggap sa ABS-CBN noong pong June na 1990, utang ko po sa ABS-CBN kung sino ako ngayon. Napakalalim po at personal ang aming pong pinagsamahan. In its farewell statement, ABS-CBN lauded Filon's contributions to the radio broadcasting industry and to the network's commitment to public service. And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ron Cruz. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. You can also listen to podcasts of ANC shows. Just reach hashtag or just search hashtag ANC podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Stitcher. Now for feedback, email us at ancfeedback at abs-cbn.com. Stay with the news. Check.